before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What a Great Punk, a podcast by the Australian band, These New South Wales. My name's Jamie, and it, this podcast is co-hosted by a person named Todd. Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, just give you, a, to anyone who's listening to the podcast for the first time, um, let you know that we're a band. You can listen to our music everywhere that you would listen to other bands' music, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all those things. Um, and we also have a, a, sh- a, a mockumentary series um, called These New South Wales. It was on Comedy Central um, a little while ago, but it's all available on YouTube now. You can just search These New South Wales on YouTube and watch it all there. And you probably should, because it's a great show. We're very proud of it. Um, So this week we've got Dan, Dan the man, Haggis, Haggis from the Wombats on the pod. And uh, a a big shout out to anyone who's joined our Patreon recently. Thanks so much for joining. We've got, uh, welcome to the Patreon, uh, Tilo Gage. Tilo Gage, let me gauge your mood. Oh, yep, I was right. It's good. <laughs> Welcome to the Patreon. You're so proud of that. Your face is so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were laughing at more than the yeah, gag. I was laughing How at your proud face. I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to the Patreon, Aiden. Aiden. Sorry, what's your name, Dan? <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Nathan, um, um, Aiden, do you listen to Iron Maiden, baby? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> now we're talking. All right, and just final one for this week. Welcome to the Patreon, Shane Ugly. Shane Ugly. Um, tell you what. Oh, God. <laughs> tell you what, mate. You're looking snuggly. <laughs> That's good. Good shit. All Shane right, Ugly, nice. do you fart in your pyjamas? <laughs> okay. Different strategy for that one. I liked it. I liked <laughs> yeah, I it. did. I took a different route on that one. Yeah, and there's no rules, which is why we love this game. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Let's get into the episode. All right. Bye. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile. Stop a while. Come back with that catchy smile Come back baby, we'll fly away Come back, we'll just fly away Together baby, but don't tell your nonna Hey Dan Dan Hello, so sorry about yesterday That's alright <laughs> That's all good What an Egypt <laughs> Um, Daniel, Daniel Haggis, welcome on the pod- podcast. Thanks for having me. That's all right. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm Jamie, and the, I'm the other guy is Todd. Mm. Nice to meet you both. Nice you've got you. you've got the best name of anybody that's ever been on the pod. Well, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a nightmare ordering taxis in Scotland. That's about it. But um, as my yeah. grandpa always used to say. Uh, maybe give them. Maybe give uh, taxi companies a fake name when you order a taxi <laughs> in Scotland, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, I guess the name originates in Scotland, does it? Like the, yeah. as a surname. Yeah, I think through my yeah my grandpa's side, um, there's Scottish going back there, um, and then Irish on my mum's side. She's a Malone. Um, right. 
Mm. So a nice Gaelic mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, I was born in Aberdeen, Dan. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but and I went I went back there in 2012 and um was offered some uh haggis for the first first time. And um like I I said no. Oh <laughs> mate. That rude? That's rude, isn't I it? Because I, I I don't know. What made you, like, were you reluctant? Was it the look of it or the Yeah, the, I think it's just the um the the stomach of, Nate, the stomach of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it doesn't it doesn't sound great, does it, when you sell it when you're telling people what it's actually made of, but yeah. T- tastes pretty darn good. I'm sure it's absolutely delectable. How yeah. does it look? Because there's, you know, that's important as well as the smell. Um, I mean, like it's what kind does it of even like, look like? Sausage roll, that's what I'm imagining. You no, know, like a black pudding. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, you, yeah. you usually, you get it um, It's and it's like a sort of a black pudding slash big fatty looking sausage, I guess, that you can get in various ways. Um, sometimes it's just kind of like, Splodged out. Um, it's very like oaty, peppery, um, mm. you know, black puddingy kind of worlds. Um, and you traditionally have it. You have it either with like you can have it with your breakfast, I guess, um, to replace a black pudding, um, or um, you could have like haggis, neeps, and tatties. Is the kind of classic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, swede yeah. and potato, and that that would be on like Burns night or something. Um, I was up in Scotland once for it, and that's the main meal. You know, that's the class, like a sort of traditional meal that yeah. you'd have. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 really nice. I mean, it, but maybe it's an acquired taste. Yeah, mm. I'm I'm sure it's d- delicious. My my mum used to make mince and tatties, mince and tatties mm. at, at home in Australia. She's from Aberdeen yeah. as well, and mince and tatties is so good, Todd. Like it's um. What's that? It's like mince boiled up on the mm. stove, maybe with mm. some. Well, definitely with some onion, and I guess maybe some. Yeah. Stock and bit of salt, and salt pepper, and pepper and, and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you mix it with mashed potatoes, and like oh. I don't know if this is. Oh, we call this stovies. I think this is called stovies, right? Kind of mince and tatties or, right. or stovies. But um, this is turning into a cooking podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is a cooking podcast. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I love yeah, cooking. You didn't get told. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, but then you just spray tomato sauce all over it and sort of mash it around with a fork and turn it into its own kind of blob. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like when you mix ice cream flavors together, you just stir them until they kind of go into it. Yeah, a, I guess so. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> yeah. That. Haven't done that since I was a kid. Actually, that's weird. I just had a really like you know ratatouille moment um, <laughs> where it was like, oh, I remember doing that, and it was so <laughs> fun, like trying the diff, you know. But you'd you'd have a little bit of each one. I don't know. Were yeah. you like were you someone who just mixed like a kid who just mixed them all straight away without even tasting them? Oh. <laughs> or, um. Because I'd always have like, I'd have a bit of chocolate, bit of, yeah. you know, strawberry, <laughs> bit of vanilla. And then yeah. I'd be like, right, I've done my, I've done my sensible bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd kind of mix it till it changes its texture and you're like, look what I've made. And you kind of drop it down. Yeah. Wow. I've wow, got to that, get. That's only just come back to me now for the first time oh. as well. Because I was not following what, like, I was like, oh, really? I don't think I ever did that. And now I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mixing it. Yeah, it gets all liquid, like a soft serve. Yeah, um, honestly, I love that. I haven't thought about that ever. I mean, when would you ever think about mixing ice cream <laughs> yeah. together? Yeah, I love that. That's that's proper childhood yeah. memory stuff. There, we've had memories massaged out of us. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Todd. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought about it either until you, you were describing the the mince and tatties. So, mm. um, 
Okay, I've got a quick game. Everyone on the count of three, say oh which flavor This is what the pod's that. normally like, by the way. We don't ever because <laughs> okay. I've got a quick game. <laughs> that's not the start. That's not, not the format no, of the pod. Pull my virtual finger. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone just say what you'd have: strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. If you could, if you had to pick one out of the three, like in the ice cream. Okay. Go. Okay. Vanilla. On three. Oh, you, <laughs> no, oh, you hated the game. Oh, sorry. What does it say on three? No, I didn't mean to shut, shut the game down well, like that. I was going to say chocolate. What were you gonna I was going to say, say strawberry. Oh, oh amazing. Oh, look at that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> what a, we should what all be best friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, you've got one of my favourite series behind you as well there. Oh, oh Lana, you Don't tell me you're a Lana Judy fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. Oh man, it's so good. That's we talk we, about that a lot on this podcast. That show, <laughs> I, I, well, I imagine, yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. definitely a conversation starter. Seeing a for mm. the love of God, oh, yeah. yeah, mother of yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, mother of God, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and the wee donkey. There's like t-shirts of his quotes I've seen. Like people, oh, really? oh is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like the show's not that. Well known in Australia. Um, oh, right. I imagine, like, because of the quality of the show, I'd imagined it was massive over where you are. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's not like a full mainstream show here. Okay. So yeah. that's funny that there's t shirts. Yeah. Oh, I'd love one of those t shirts. Mm. Mm. We'll have to get one and send yeah. it in the post. Oh, that would yeah. be great. Ted Hastings is such an iconic character, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, one of the best. Um, so how, uh, what's that? H. Who is H? Yeah, who is H? Have we found that out yet? Oh, oh you can't spoiler. be doing any, can't be giving any spoilers on this. No, oh, no yeah. yeah, don't be going there. Okay. Uh, um, how long have you been, uh, like back home for at the moment? Uh, and uh, are you, because you were in Australia in June, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, in June. Oh, by the way, let me know if this um, pneumatic <laughs> drill on the street yeah. behind me is too much. Look at this. Like, seriously, yeah. our road is literally getting like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's huge. Well, oh, we know all about it. Can I? I've got to tell you this. This is because this is funny. We, we've, this is uh, our, our our listeners know that um, that generally speaking, the the more like famous a guest we have on the pod, the more chance there is of like a pneumatic drill outside the window, <laughs> or a couch cleaner rocking up at the yeah, hotel yeah. room halfway through to clean a couch. Or someone doing an industrial load of dishes in dishes. the background. I'm going to yeah. come into the cat's room. So nice. So please left me a couple of presents to perfume the air. So your cat's got a, got an entire got a room. It's, yeah, I mean, well, we're, we're in the process of moving house, so it's uh, like an absolute shit tip in here at the moment. Yeah, so gotcha. Um, gotcha. We kind of just dumped them in here because we also mm. just had a um, had a baby like mm. two weeks ago. So yeah, um, God. Trying oh to get God. used to that kind of, hence why I missed them yesterday morning because my head is. The people tell, have, you, have either of you got kids or? No. no. Well, you've heard people say like you get sort of a bit foggy brain, baby brain, all these things, which I kind of assumed only applied to the mother, really, to be honest, but right. it's definitely the thing. Um, yeah. The brain just turns to mush on very little sleep. And I also thought that touring. Uh, for all these years would have really set me up for dealing mm. with oh, that lack, like, you know, lack of sleep, but yeah. it's, it's a whole new world. Um, <laughs> what a wonderful new world. I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely loving it. Like, but it's pretty, uh, it's so lovely that yeah. you would say yes to, um, you know, to you know, arranging this at, at such a, like a busy time in your life. I mean, like moving house alone is, a um, mm. 
I think I'd rather have a baby than move house. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a shocker. It's taken us ten months, ten months since we oh put God. the offer in, um, and it's been horrendous. Yeah, but um, that is that's that's the whole podcast just taken up with boring house moving talk. If yeah. I start oh, opening that, in, if I open that kind of worms, <laughs> yeah. Now we did a whole episode once on a on a on a table that I um, bought on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> um, and uh, it's the table I'm using now. And, you know, Todd, just to report back, it's actually going really well, this yeah, table. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I did a tangent from, you asked the question earlier about when, how long I've been back at home for. Well, yeah. the, oh, yeah. last, the last gig um, was in Portsmouth, like three and a half, four weeks ago. Okay. Um, and we had a, yeah, just like a really nice summer of festivals, um, mainly in the UK. Um, went over to Chicago to do a lot of Palooza, but, you know, basically just... Um, getting out there playing the new album and um, sort of getting ready to be in a dad. So it's been a it's been a oh, yeah. fun a fun few months. What a what a beautiful uh, summer that sounds. It was it was good to be honest. Yeah, putting up baby changing units and you know cribs <laughs> and then going off and yeah. being a rock star. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and cool. um, like, are you boys? Loving each other's company. Well, yeah, because Murph and Todd are both fathers already, so um, yeah. oh. I've just been I've just been kind of mining them for little, you know, little nuggets of information of as to, you know anything they learnt along the way. Um, but no, no, they're doing really well, and um, but yeah, to be honest, I, I think as I'm sure you guys do music as well, right? Like yeah. after the pandemic and not being able to play for two years, it's kind of everyone's come back to performing with this like you know, amazing energy. It's kind of like, oh, I miss this so much, like kind of treasuring every moment, um, which is still kind of lasting, to be honest. So yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, which is impressive as well, because Murph's been flying back and forth from LA, you know, with his kids over there and over to the UK. So he's just been in this weird jet lagged limbo, probably in a time zone somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But still just, um, yeah, loving it. (laughs) So you guys are living on other ends of the of the earth, essentially. Yeah, um, which wasn't it wasn't easy during with the pandemic, I guess, because when when things slightly opened up in one country, they were still closed in another, and you know, towards over in Norway. Um, so it, that was a bit frustrating. But um, apart from that, like we're we're kind of used to. Um, sorry, my hair's getting in my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're getting used to living in different countries and you just have to be organized and send ideas across on, you know, email and whatnot. We, we, we're kind of like that, except we live in like North Melbourne, <laughs> East Melbourne, <laughs> West Melbourne and South Melbourne. It's hard to, hard for us to meet up. It kind of is. Yeah. Have you got a practice room like in the middle? No, Actually, oh, no, well, it's near you. Uh, it's nearest me. Both of them are nearest uh, me. Crafty. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, yeah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you've got your own solo project as well, right? Dan the Man. Yes. Yeah, and a little uh, project with Tords, um called Sunship Balloon that we're currently yeah. working on our second album. Um, that's kind of what I've been focusing on the last couple of weeks, which has been nice in between changing nappies and listening to like rough mixes coming in from Tords. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you, it's, it's really, it's like very inspirational. You've been going for fucking years, hey, and just so prolific. How do you do that? How do you how do you maintain that artistic output? Oh, cheers. Um, well, I'm sure. Like, I feel like most musicians kind of, you know, when whenever anything's like 
not it doesn't make sense in your head or whatever. Like music is the first place or the first port of call for me, kind of whether it's me, you know, drearily warbling on a piano or or thrashing it out on a drum kit or playing, you know, whatever mood you're in, I feel like there's kind of that's always been a little refuge to go to. And um I feel like there's there's a mu the different projects that I've done have always felt like um like I was in a folk trio around the time that the Wombat started. Um and I love that kind of, um, I just love folk, folk kind of singer songwriter, three part harmonies, you know, all that, that world. And then obviously with the Wombats, like we, we keep, we do lot, you know, we keep lots of the harmonies and love all that sort of things, but it's a very like upbeat, energetic kind of band. And it always was as soon as the three of us got together again, sure. It's the same for you guys, but you just like having a few beers, having fun, the energy levels go up, everything yeah. gets like, <laughs> and frantic. And, um, and that's kind of, the Wombats, obviously we've got like, we've got songs that are showcased lots of different sides. I feel like that have, you know, bled into it over the years, but there's, there's been loads of ideas obviously where, and for all three of us as well, because Murph and Todd both do other side projects where maybe it doesn't quite feel like it fits into the Wombats world, you know, and it's, I don't know if you guys have side project things, but it is weird how you suddenly, um, a friend asked me this recently, like, how do you know when something's like potentially... Yeah could work with the Wombats or something else. But I think you just start getting an instinctive feel for like, oh no, this is definitely more that, you yeah. know? Um, and then sometimes it might be like, there are some, some Wombat songs like, like Greek tragedy initially started out as an idea that me and Todd had started. And we were kind of like, I don't think this is really Wombats to be honest. Um, but we played Murph a bunch of ideas we've been working on. And then, and then we were like, well, there's this other one, but I, <laughs> <laughs> Not sure it's really right for the yeah. for the one that's played it to him, and he was just like, "Fuck, send me that," you know. And it was kind of like, so it you don't always know which project it's for, but at the same time, it's kind of it doesn't really matter, I guess, is the point. You know, it's like you might fall in love with like a musical idea or you know whatever it is. And I think one of the main things for me is obviously because Murph's um, the lyricist, like. Um, supreme in the band like he he does all the lyrics really mm. apart from the occasional word adjustments or something you know what I mean he's like Mr. Lyrics um, yeah so if if I ever then start having a lyrical idea over a song or over some music and I feel really strongly about it I usually would then just be like oh that's for a different project true um, okay yeah that um, makes sense yeah so but I don't know I just uh, I, I still feel like music is a hobby you know, like if I get some time to do something, I'd love to go in the studio on my own or with other people and make music. So, mm. and it's just, I'm, I'm just really grateful and, you know, happy that I can just make music all the time um, mm. and I can put stuff out. And even if no one hears it in my side projects, then that doesn't matter. You know, it's like, it's just genuinely like the fact that I put it out and that my 70 year old self will be able to hear it back on Spotify or whatever mm. streaming service there is in 40 odd years time. <laughs> yeah. A message to my future self. <laughs> I remember um, John Lennon actually reading a John Lennon quote where he was, or, or seeing an interview or something where he was talking about the side projecting and the delineation between like different projects and like solo stuff. And, and he was saying that, oh, you don't need all the different, projects you just need the you just need the one it's all the same thing like right yeah um it's such an interesting thing when there's songs that teeter on the line of yeah across different projects you know oh completely yeah yeah and that just that just shows obviously as well that your your whatever music you're outputting 
of course, like to you, it might feel very much like it's in one world, but then someone else might hear it in the bands. And that's what's great with being in bands is that they can hear it and go, oh, I can totally hear how we can make this feel, you know, like it makes sense for us. Whereas you might have been like, oh, I never, I couldn't imagine that. Which is, that's why I love with being in a band as well and bouncing ideas back and forth of your mates. I, I don't know about you, but I often think that um, some songs that I write sound really different to one another and then other people listen and say, no, they completely sound like they're from the same. <laughs> you know, there's that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That's so mad. And I bet, I bet you've had like um, moments where I, I, before our, like the album before this one, our fourth album came out, um, Wombats, it was... Um, I was so excited about like playing my cousin Cheetah Tongue. And I was like, oh, we haven't put this out yet, but check it out. It feels so different. And she literally listened to it and went, oh, this is, I love this. It, re- it sounds like your first album. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? She went, That's yeah, crazy. yeah, this is really like, you know, it's got the same sort of, same sort of vibe and sound. And I was just like, yeah. what? It's so, you know, and in my head it, or like in all of our heads, it was like, oh, this is so different to anything we've yeah. done. But for her, it was just like, oh, this is what I love. Yeah, great. Yeah. So um, funny. I, I, I really want to talk about when you guys blew up. Um, when, and when was that? It was like in the 2000s. 2007 2000, Yeah, 2007 really. Um, it had been like a slow build from like 2003 to 2007. Oh, yeah. Um, and like we'd just been playing around in any gig we could get. You know, it was very much like, DIYs in Liverpool, right? Liverpool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I guess the the nature of like um, technology back then, you know, it wasn't. I mean, I'm, yeah, okay, there was MySpace, but um, that only came along for us like two thousand and four, five, maybe. So the first couple of years, it was just selling demos, well, giving demos away basically at gigs, you know. So who were you guys top MySpace friends with? <laughs> um, Probably like some some band that we'd played with, you know, like... Mm. Oh, okay, little... what about, hang on, what about when it all blew up though? I don't know if we really carried on with MySpace after that, like... Yeah, Todd, to be honest, right, Todd, we didn't either, yeah. You need to ask Todd about that. He was like, he was Mr. MySpace. Me and Merv were quite slow to that. We were like, what? And he was there, like, he'd be like, oh, I invited 30 people to our lead show tomorrow <laughs> night. You know, and he'd be there, like literally handwriting emails up or like, you know, yeah. messages on MySpace, yeah. like, hey, you might like our music. Come check us out. We've got it. And he did that yeah. loads. And, and then like awesome. one or two people had come. But it's I so weird it. how that, like, it is just that drip, drip, drip. And gradually yeah. the, the cup starts filling up, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just a really like nice, I'm so glad it happened the way it did, to be honest, because, you know, we got to, We'd drive around the country, sleep on promoters' floors, above pubs, you know, just doing everything ourselves. Um, and it's just that sense of adventure you get. And like, I don't know, just this momentum and all three of you are like 100% just like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. the, I don't know how, like the motivation, everything's there, just the commitment to the cause. It's kind of like, um, you know, you put in the graft, but the reward, like eventually when it pays off, it's like, yes, you know, yeah. like, us three and obviously our manager as well, like who helped massively. But you know, this little team of people just got us to this point where we could then go on and um, yeah, share our music around the world. Um, what was the what was the thing that happened? Like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? It was it was a combination of things. I think like because we really were just playing like loads and loads of little gigs, um, and I think one of the main turning points for me <clears throat> there was 
sorry, there was two. So this A&R guy, Dave Forbert, who worked for Kids Records, who were kind of a, a little imprint on 14th Floor, who was the first label we ended up signing with. He'd just do these like little DIY indie releases where he'd print off, I don't know, like a few hundred vinyls of a song and, you know, we'd do a little night in London um, and a night in Liverpool and sell them and that would kind of be it. Um, so we did. he did that with like Lost in the Post from the first album, um, but like two, you know, a year and a half before the album came out, like Lost in the Post, Moving to New York, Backfire at the Disco, and then this like, Is This Christmas? Like we did this Christmas song that he asked us to do for a Christmas compilation he was putting out. See. And, you know, it, it was just like, so that was kind of our first little foray into that. Then we ended up getting a message. Um, might, it might have actually been on MySpace from this um, Japanese label called Vinyl Junkie. And they were like, hey, we'd love to put an album of yours out. We really like your music. Oh. Um, can, you, can you make one for us? We'll give you $1,000. And we were like, is this about to be a big in Japan story? No. <laughs> oh. if, on, if, if only. Um, but like, so we made this album in our manager's basement um, and just produced it ourselves with some friends from Lipper, like the music school we were at. Um, and then, you know, which in itself was an amazing learning experience for so many, so many reasons, um, sent it over to them. And we, our main thing was we thought, oh, this might mean we get to go to Japan. You know, mm, yeah. you know, when you really, you know, when you're really young and just like, you just want to travel and like, yeah, I mean, I still just want to do that, but you know what I mean? Like at the time it, we didn't even think about what it meant for our careers. It was just like, maybe we'll get a trip to Japan. You know, it's like a, a free holiday almost. Um, which was, to be honest, how we viewed most of our gigs. It was like, oh, we're going to play Paris. Yay. Let's yeah. go and get shit-faced in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and the, and the gig was like a little side hustle. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we put that out. Um, it didn't really do much, but like, I think the fact that all of a sudden, oh no, and then we played China as well. So we were the first unsigned British band to play in uh, China. Yeah. So that that all of a sudden gave like a couple of newspapers in the UK like something to write about. They were like, who are this Liverpool band, the Wombats, with an Australian animal name, playing in like releasing an album in Japan and playing in China? How have we <laughs> never heard? How have we not heard of these guys? Like, who are they? And then so there was this article that came out. And then from then on, uh, we just started like labels got more and more interested and and then then there was just like a bit of a bidding you know war as they say or whatever so the first album was with um 14th floor who were like um they were like an indie label but then the the boss of 14th floor ended up becoming the boss of warner brothers uk and he brought us with him and so he just right. transferred us into warners so we would we did the second and third album on warners um and then we left warners after the third album and then we've been with AWOL ever since. So it's kind of like a licensing deal, basically. Yeah. Um, so gotcha. we, we, you know, we record our album, <clears throat> hand it over to them and say, ego, and then they, they distribute it for us. Um, sure. Which yeah. is, it's, it's so, it's, it's amazing. Like, they're That's such mad. a great company. Like, they've been amazing with us. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's been great. Like, you know, you don't have any, <laughs> obviously, so you good. get some, you get, you get feedback from some people at the lab, at, at AWOL, um, but it's kind of like as much as you want. Mm. Um, and same with like marketing or anything. Like, it's very much like they talk to our manager and us, and we kind of collectively just say, like, oh, it'd be nice to do this, or what about this, or do we really need to spend that much on that? You know, it's much, whereas with Warners, it was just like, all done kind of behind the scenes. I guess our manager would have obviously input in certain things, but you know, it's very much more like the major label system is not, 
it's not the same. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think this, this suits us so much better. So oh, that's very great. happy. Mm. That's great. And do you remember like some, you know, like in those kind of earlier years, uh, once things were really popping off and you were traveling around a lot, do you remember who like the, the bands that you made like comrades with? Um, so weirdly enough, like we, um, I mean, we've supported a few big artists over the years, but um, that was a bit later on in our career. Like at the time, we kind of did things the hard way, I think really are like, we just did our own little tiny headline tours and we'd do like seven weeks around Europe in little one to 200 capacity venues. And then we'd go back there like a few months later and do slightly bigger rooms. And we never really got that kind of like, you know, doing a full support or leg up type thing that a lot of bands get. Um, we did a couple of shows with um, Kaiser Chiefs in, in Spain and they were like really big at the time. And yeah. Um, but like, you know, but again, they Sick were kind band, of Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. But like, I guess they were, they'd come along a little bit before us, but um, you know, it wasn't like a band that we'd grown up listening to and yeah. all that. So it was still really cool to support them and they put on a great show and all the rest of it. I feel um, like I want to ask if you ever played with Crystal Castles. <laughs> um, I feel like we must have done like at some. But you're talking. Are you talking more like festivals and stuff, Jamie? Like yeah, who I'm are you bumping fe- into yeah. that kind of stuff? I guess the Libertines. Like there'd be. Um, we did a DJ set in Moscow once and. I was definitely more drunk than everyone there. So that's a vague recollection, but, um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Pete Doherty once said to Murph, like, you, you need to go to bed, mate. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but good. It was like, I can't even remember now, honestly, there were just so many, you just meet mm. loads of different bands. And, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I think for, for us as like, I mean, we met the killers and blah, blah, blah. You know, you could do like a long list of bands and stuff, but like, yeah. I feel like we kind of, um, we would just be there like, having the best time and like maybe we were a little bit awkward like you know not great at like going up to bands especially if like um like we played with radiohead and um once in in france at this festival and like you know they're walking past with like their security guards in the backstage and you know we're kind of just like we're just like you know huge radiohead fans but kind of almost dumbstruck when they were you know it's Mm. just like yeah fuck that's tom york oh my god there's Johnny green you know (laughs) It's more that kind of thing where like we were either just blasé and didn't really care or we were just like, oh, you know, Um, and I mean, ended up that night um, chatting with um, Yonsi from Cigaros. We're on just before them and absolutely love Cigaros as well. Um, But had a really nice chat with them, you know, lovely people. Um, Yeah, I ended up actually, he said like, um, do you know where the toilet is? And I, I, I jokingly like cupped my hands um, oh, yeah. you know, to, towards his crotch. Yeah. A good said, gag. Just, yeah. just, just here is fine. And yeah. he played, he played along with it and started, you know, getting it out. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you win." You know, like a game of chicken. But <laughs> yeah. he, he went, play, very, yeah. very quickly. I was like, uh, I, "I'm not sure. I, I don't know you well enough to know whether you'll go ahead with this." So. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was yeah. just going to go. Haha, good one. No, really. Yeah. But, but um, anyway, oh. yeah. No, loads of amazing memories and like parties and all the rest of it. Like it was. Oh yeah, it and many, many more to come. Crack. Yeah, I was exactly. Say. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I made a crack like that once um, on a movie set. You might not know this about me, but I'm a I'm an actor. Ah. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't know this about me, but I was yeah. I was once in a a B grade um, kind of uh, American movie, and it shot in Thailand. And oh, nice. I, I made a joke to an actor who I didn't know very well, 
and it was of a similar nature to the pee in my hands thing and it, it, it backfired for me <laughs> and uh, quite badly. Well, um, are you going to tell us a joke or not? Well, okay. So we were shoot, we'd already shot the scene. It was on a train. It was on a train line. The film's called Hard Target Two. If anyone wants to watch it, great. Film. <laughs> I was going to ask actually, yeah, Hard Target Two, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. Sequel. Is it on IM, IMDb. Oh God, oh number. God, yes. It's the sequel Please. to a Van Damme film, but without Van Damme, right? Yeah, Van Damme actually pulled out about two days before the shoot. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> he heard you were in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He only had a cameo. He he was only in the first like six page six pages of the, he was in the opening sequence and then not yeah. in it. But then he yeah. pulled out a couple of days before the shoot, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's um, good. but shot this scene. Me and this other actor called Scott Adkin, I think his name was, uh, a UK actor, and uh, then the, they cleared all the cameras out and. They we're going to do it one last time um, on the drone. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was so there was no mics. Everyone, all the crew had cleared out. There was no mics, and we were just <laughs> we were just acting the scene for the drone. And he was kind of holding me like hostage or something like that. And as a plea to like let me live, I said, um, "I'll suck your cock." Like uh, just as a joke, like the drone yeah. would never, no one would ever pick it up. Stop and he yeah. didn't, he didn't break character and he just kept doing the rest of the yeah. scene. And then we finished the scene and like, he didn't laugh. It was never mentioned. He didn't really yeah, look at me or bad. talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. Yeah. So <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes oh, you just have to me. put yourself out on a limb. No. And you know what? It's like, the thing is, is that <laughs> might have made someone else laugh, right? Yeah, or exactly. It, um, might have made them think, oh, this, this guy seems right. Maybe I'll well, get if it. Daniel ha- if Daniel Haggis had been my co-star, <laughs> would have I, would have been, I would have been on the floor. It would have had <laughs> to redo I mean. the scene. All you did it- then was just a, like a friendship <laughs> test. And he and so yeah. it was just like, all right, cool. Well, we're not meant to be friends anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not even, a, not so much as a giggle out of that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He must have been so in character. He just couldn't even hear you. <laughs> I think so. He was, he was, actually, in, a, he he was, was in a dwam. taking you hostage. Like, you know, he was so <laughs> in right. character. It was like, if imagine if you were holding someone hostage and they said, I'll suck your cock. You wouldn't be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd be like, no, fucking shut up. Yeah, yeah. shut up or I will yeah. fucking do it. I will fucking. Bro- imagine he went, um, went <laughs> what? And you went, hey, you had to say it again. Yeah. 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 Sorry, just oh, speak up just, a little bit. I was just making a joke. I will gonna... suck your cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Nothing worse than being made to repeat a joke when you don't want to. No. It's awful. Bad. Oh god. Yeah. And yeah. especially if it was like a little just off the cuff random yeah. thing that you like, and almost you're already thinking like, oh, you're why already... did I say that? Exactly. You know, yeah. it's a bit almost like verbal diarrhea it just slipped yeah. out you're like oh and they're like so what was that and you yeah, yeah don't don't worry about it no no no, no go, go on, on just go say on. it yeah. you're like no 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 honestly just it's nothing yeah it's not no important. but go on come on yeah. just tell me and you're like yes. oh it's not gonna be well. funny now <laughs> yeah and then you say it and it's like uh. yeah <laughs> that, that's um it's i think limmy do you know limmy the scottish comedian mm. Don't think so. He's from Glasgow. He's well worth checking out. He had a show on the BBC yeah. one or two or whatever, a, a comedy mm. sk- like skit show called Limmy's Show. And um, he's now a professional Twitch streamer. He's, he's, he's incredible. He quit doing TV because he thinks it's sh- fucking shite. <laughs> but um, but uh, 
he had a thing about that, about like making just a, a, not a terrible joke, but just not a great joke around a, after a round of jokes, you know, when someone says <laughs> one and then someone else kind of comes in over that. And then yeah. you say the, the last one that kind of goes, everyone goes, ah, oh. <laughs> And, it, and, and then it kills it. Yeah, <laughs> it kills it, and it and it kind of just like you could net you can let that moment naturally simmer away. But in the in this skit, he kind of just goes really inward and just it's just <laughs> feeling destroyed about it. As like a proper existential doubt moment. Yeah, um, I had a family friend do that at a um at a tavern one night when I was growing up on the Gold Coast in Australia, which you would have been to a couple of times. Mm, beautiful part of the world. It is, isn't it? Played the big day out there a couple of times? Question. Uh, no, we haven't, <laughs> no. Um, Have you not? Um, no, we've we, we done like Splendour and um, oh, yeah. a couple of other ones, uh, you know, in uh, around the Gold Coast. But um, but not no, the big no, day out? No, I think, I don't know. We I didn't don't know play why big we day ended out, up. let it go. No, because <laughs> when, when did that finish? Was it like 2012 or 10? Around yeah, the end, around the end. Around 12 or 13, I reckon. Yeah, because I remember there was t- it was like, oh, it'd be so great if we got that, but it never never worked out. We did oh, other yeah. festivals, so we'd done right. Splendour and yeah, not sure. Anyway, right. back to your story. Well, back to my story. It's, it's only brief, <laughs> yeah. but we, we, went to a, we went to a trivia night and this family friend, he was a young guy, he was a partner of uh, another sort of friend of the family. And so he was new to the group and his partner, Shona, um, rocked up and she said, um, oh, Ben is... Brilliant at trivia. Ben is Ben is Ben's trivia. He's really good as Ben. We're like, oh hi Ben. We're just meeting Ben. And then so all the trivia questions <laughs> that were what difficult or whatever, everyone's looking at Ben because he's had this like <laughs> he's had this curse placed on him by his partner. It's so good. And um and then it ended up like uh really hinch hinching, is that the word? Uh hinging. hinging. Hinging yeah. on this one answer that Ben like was like, I, honestly, guys, I, I think it's, I couldn't be sure, but I think it's, um, I don't think it's A, I think it's B kind of thing. And yeah. we go with B and then it's wrong and we like yeah, lost yeah. Yeah. against the, and um, my brother and I just laugh about this for eternity because for the rest of the night, he was just so, he was oh, deep yeah. in his cups. <laughs> he was dark. He was eternally red like That's a beetroot. so funny. Just, the forlorn stare, like dejected. That's fucking. Wait, I mean, that's, Ben never said they were good at trivia. Someone else said it, but he yeah. still put the pressure on himself. Yeah, that's so good. But that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I, I feel like if expectations are a crazy thing because they're not real, mm. you know, they don't exist at all. But then once yeah. they're there, they they're like really bad, aren't they? Because like if you if someone's like. You know, same if you like playing a, ma- a football game with your friends and someone goes, fucking hell, check him out. He's unbelievable. <laughs> and then literally you've got two left feet for the whole game and yeah. just falling over. People <laughs> yeah. are like, what the hell? Yeah. Whereas if no one had said anything in the first place, A, you probably wouldn't, you would have actually been better. And B, you wouldn't have cared anyway because you would have probably yeah. been better than everyone else expected you to be anyway. Watching your like a version on, um, yeah. on YouTube yesterday, the latest one, not a single negative comment in the house. That's pretty amazing for a like That's a version. That's rare for like yeah. a version. People go there yeah. for the comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That was um that was quite a weirdly special moment. Um that nearly didn't happen actually. Um 
Do you want to hear about that? Or is that of boring? course, that's what we're here for. I think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, Chekhov's um, gun rule. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> we, we were, you know, absolutely exhausted. Like you're always jet lagged. For, well, we're always jet lagged touring Australia. Um, and so you're running on like mad adrenaline and obviously like living for the shows. And then we had the Triple J, um, like a version thing coming up. And we, we decided actually almost like just when we hadn't even seen the Stranger Things, um, you know, episode with that song and all of a sudden it started blowing up. We'd kind of decided we were going to do it just oh around that time. Fuck. And then it got, it Are started you kidding? getting bigger. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like, number one here, number one here. And we were like, oh, hang on. Is this like, should we do this? Um, yeah. And then, and in sound checks, we'd been like, you know, trying to come up with our, our own version of it. Um, and we, we were doing this more like shoegazy, like full band kind of like, you know, bigger sounding thing that was still maybe a little bit too close to kind of the original. Right. And we just kept going and going and like, you know, everyone in the crew was like, no, it sounds great, honestly, but we just had doubts and we were like, oh, but it doesn't really feel like, doesn't feel different enough or, you know, mm. it's just not What a right. sweet crew, by the way. I love that the crew were chiming yeah, in with yeah. the feedback yeah. and shit. That's so nice. I think they could tell we were struggling, so they were trying to be positive, you know, oh, like, so that nice. kind of a, like the producer role. Um, but anyway, in the end, literally two days before, we were playing in um, Sydney and we just suddenly like stopped as we were rehearsing it and um, Murph just turned around and went, what, what are you saying? I was like, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't think it's great. I don't think we're nailing this. And he was like, me neither. And so I was like, yeah, no, looking at his shoes, like, yeah, no, me neither. Mm. And we were like, ah, oh. um, and, um, anyway, we took some acoustics to the backstage, started noodling around and pretty quickly we were like, right, fuck, this is way more exciting. Let's go this route. And it felt more, it matched our energy more. I think, you know, being jet lagged and everything. It was like, we're trying to force ourselves to be at like, gig level but it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and we're fucked like we can't you know you know sometimes you can't you can't pull you can't force that energy if it's not there and so that way of doing it matched our energy more anyway <clears throat> we then rehearsed it in our hotel room the next day just about got it sorted and then we were like right let's go to sleep could barely sleep that night because you know when when you've been working on a song for a while um and you've just got like the parts and everything like you know your finger movements or you lyrics or whatever it is just echoing around in your brain i don't know if you get that like mad oh, sleeplessness yeah it's all it's kind of like weird torture almost isn't it where mm. it's, it's and you have the same section of a song just looping 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 so i just have like this one section i was like oh my god i've got to get some sleep turns out that murph had the same thing but like on top of that with um you know anxiety and whatever like because the more you start, you think, I'm not sleeping. I've got to perform on radio. Like, oh my God, how's this going to work? We're going to fuck it up and I won't be able to do it. I'm going to let my friends down. Blah, 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 blah. So barely slept, woke up the next day and it was like, you know, don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Like Pete Murph was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. So anyway, we went along, we set everything up. He was lying backstage, you know, called the doctor, like got managed to like get him, get him feeling well enough and okay enough to be able to like, he said, I think I can give it a go. Let's just hope it doesn't take too many takes. Came in, and like, we were an hour and a half late recording it. And all the people at like, um, triple J were just amazing. Like so lovely and, you know, supportive and patient and all the rest of it. Anyway. And then we, we started doing it and like, it was proper goosebumps where we just all kind of like went into this weird little jet lag zone. Um, and, and the mute, it's such a beautiful song, obviously like, um, 
And I, you know, when you, you just get like, you feel a real connection with the song, even if it's not your own mm. song, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't always happen. Does it? No, um, no. You know, sometimes you just like, no. you're playing it and you're enjoying it, but you're not actually like in the, the DNA of the yeah. song. Um, yeah. And this felt like, it felt like a proper, we finished and we were all like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it felt really nice. So Amazing. thanks for the positive comments, Australian legends. <laughs> yeah. And I'd yeah. like to echo them because I thought yeah, it was really it was awesome. awesome. I felt like it was a, it had a special atmosphere in it. And oh, nice one. Did, did you get it first take? Uh, pretty much actually, yeah. But then because it, they, they do different camera angles. Oh, um, yeah, you go play it again. Spo- spoiling the magic here probably. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, that's all um, good. You know, you have, you have to, you, you do it again. Um, mm. And then another one for a while. But they kind of like, after the first two, they were like, I mean, we've got it sound wise, honestly, just, just at least do the movements. But we were so into it by that point. We were like, no, 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 just, you know, loving playing it. Um, yeah, sick. Yeah. So you, you're, you're coming back here shortly, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you'll have us, yeah. Um, off the back, off the back of a new EP too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's coming out in November. Um, and yeah, we just put, put the first song out uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we've got another song coming out on the 7th of October. Um, and then the EP's, I think, the 15th of November, maybe. Right, um, yeah. And it was kind of like a, a collection a, a collection of songs that we'd sort of had, most of them from around the time we recorded the last album. Um, and, you know, and for various reasons, just didn't quite fit on the album. Um, yeah. But then rather than doing like an extended version of the album, we added another, like a demo. We finished off another demo that we'd written before um, that we really wanted to finish. And we just felt like they all worked together in their own way. And we didn't want to yes. like mess we didn't want to mess with the album. Um, and we were like, this, this feels like an EP. Um, and the label were like, yeah, perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. Great. Um, I love that. I love so, EPs after albums. Like, mm. um, I think it's such a sick move. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the first time we've done it. Like I'm really excited to put it out. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of, um, like established artists don't really put out EPs. So like, it's just album, album. I mean, some artists just mm. drop songs, but yeah, I think it's a cool thing to do for sure. I remember Deer Hunter dropped some really cool EPs. I loved the, and um, Bonnie Verd did an EP after his first album, you know, that like, I think it's called Blood Banks or something. Um, right. Or something like that. And it was really cool and like a little tiny step in a slightly different direction. You know, it's that kind of in-between thing world. Where yeah. You're like, Ooh, yeah. This isn't quite what I expected, but it gives you a little <clears> taster <throat> of maybe where, where the artist's like heading or what they're mm. trying out and... Or you can do the opposite where you can be like, all right, we just put out like a big like pop sounding record, but here's an EP of like some something that sounds that didn't fit that, but sounds a bit more like what we used to or something like that. Like, you know, it's, yeah. like Beastie Boys had that like punk EP they put out that was just like all punk songs, which was like mm. super strange. Like, like just as they were kind of blowing up, like with some of their biggest stuff. And I don't know, I think it's cool. Sometimes you can use that opportunity just to like, do something like a step backwards, which is cool. Yeah, mm. completely. Gives you the freedom as well, like to not have to think, oh, we need, you know, we need a full album of, yeah. that works together. It's like, yeah, you could do five or six songs or whatever, where it's like, yeah, as you say, I want to try something completely different. And like, um, you know, I could imagine us doing like a little more folky sound or like more acoustic singer song, mm. like to like, chilled sounding kind of bedtime wombats almost, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, but you wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't do a whole album of that, but maybe you yeah. could do a little EP where it's like, all right, cool. We just, these are some songs we made off you go. I'm the beauty yeah. of streaming nowadays. You can, you can do that. Can't you without much fanfare or fuss? Um, For sure. Yeah. 
Um, well, Daniel ha- Haggis, Daniel, the, Daniel Dan the Man Haggis, <laughs> um, time has come to let you go. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on our you. show. Oh, thanks for having me. I enjoyed the to and fro, um, and I'm sad to see you go. <laughs> Is that the end of your podcast every time? No. Nah. Imagine oh, if it that's, was. That's a great sign off phrase. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, I yeah, love it. Um, I think I said go twice, so yeah. it doesn't, doesn't well, count. We can, we can work on that off, <laughs> off pod. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you. I know, look, it's great. You've got a brand new baby and you're moving house and everything and the time zone and all that kind of stuff. So we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Do you, um, can I, I just want, I'll ask a, a question to your listeners just because you never know. There might be some people out there who've, who've had a baby boy and have some like little nuggets of advice for me. Um, so when changing, baby newborn baby's nappy um and you know obviously they have a little hose pipe that sort of moves around when i'm trying to put like a cotton wool thing to stop him weeing in his own face or on me <laughs> and he's screaming <laughs> his head off but when i'm doing the nappy i don't really get how i can hold the cotton wool there yeah. without it just and off he goes and then, you know at four in the morning a baby weighing in his own face and all over his clothes <laughs> is, is just is just an added an added level of of struggle that yeah, I'm yeah. kind of not not vibing. Um, okay. So if yeah. anyone's got any any you know pointers and anything that yeah. worked for them, uh, I'd love to know. I mean, I don't have a baby, but um, a, maybe a big sponge. <laughs> yeah, tr- yeah. <laughs> Instead of a cotton ball. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, yeah, sponge. Rhiannon um, Rhiannon Cook. Um, who uh, another- for those playing at home uh, it works with Daniel in the, in the PR uh, realm and is on this call so shout out to Rihanna, Rihanna. Oh, says in the chat throw another nappy on top or dirty clothes oh my god I have, I have two, two boys. boys thanks Rihanna dirty clothes that's not a bad shout actually Rihanna mm. yeah because ah. a, a yeah. little cotton wool ball well, it's, it's got to be quite it's accurate not it's not no, big it's enough it's going to blow it right <laughs> off <laughs> one of the square pads you know so it's like oh, probably okay. like that oh, yeah. big yeah, but yeah he just wriggles so much and off it goes but i think maybe that's that's yeah it's like a towel it's, a t- it's the job for a towel yeah. dirty towel yeah <laughs> for sure yeah. <laughs> okay all right anyway. well maybe <laughs> well, mystery solved thanks rhiannon thanks, um, thanks for if any listeners do contact us about this we'll just forward it onto the uh, wombats instagram and you guys can um just go through that. Or just write it in the comments <laughs> and and tag. What what's your do you have a personal um handle that's not on private? Like that you Oh yeah. Um it's it's at Dan Ate the Man. Dan Ate the Man. At Dan Ate the Man. Cool. There you go. Okay. Yeah. See you in the All comments. Right. We'll get you See tags. in the comments. Thanks for that. Easy. Thanks, right. thanks Daniel. Be gratefully received. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can um cheers a pint when you're in Australia at some point. That'd be amazing, yeah. Um hmm. yeah, see so you in Melbourne. Just let us yeah. know if uh yeah. Do you want to come down? Yeah, awesome. we'll come. We'll come That'd to your awesome. next show. That'd be, be fantastic. Yeah. Thanks so much. Nice one. All right. Well, enjoy Thanks your soon. evening. Thanks, we'll man. We'll do, mate. Cheers. See, See you soon. soon. Bye. 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 Bye.